everyone. Just before we begin, uh, thank you so much for coming. Um, just a couple of notices that we need to make. Obviously, it's not mandatory to wear masks, but if you feel safer wearing a mask, uh, please feel free to do so. If you haven't brought one and you'd want one, we have them um, on the table there at the welcome desk. Um, also, if you need the loos, if you're not familiar with this building, it's head out to those white doors in the corner there and you'll find them. And then after the service, we're all invited uh, to share in refreshments, and uh, there's plenty of them, so please stay. Um, but what I do require is, thank you for sitting over here. You have the special task afterwards of vacating your chairs, and if they could be stacked right to the end, and then we'll make a space where we can sort of gather together afterwards. Okay. And also, there will be an, an offering... Um, at the end, there's a basket out, and it's in aid of Open Doors, which is a charity that was close to Bill's heart, uh, close to our heart as a church, um, supporting persecuted Christians around the world. So if you'd like to give a donation, please do just pop it in the basket as you leave today. There's going to be a formal welcome in a minute. I just wanted just to get calm down. Everyone actually sitting on a seat. Not quite. We still need... You're okay. You're okay. Can you just, if you've got a spare seat next to you, there's one there. There's one up the top. Okay. So we have a couple of seats. Okay. And hi to everyone in the balcony. I guess that's the first tribute that's been paid to Bill, is that we haven't got enough space really to fit you all in. We're going to listen to a song now uh, that was special for Bill, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. And I uh, just encourage you just to be quiet. We're coming to worship God together, to celebrate Bill's life. And let's just invite the Holy Spirit at this moment just to come and bring his peace and his love to each of us.
So on behalf of uh, Marilyn and uh, Bill's family, um, Carl and Louise, Simon and Vicky and the boys, it was lovely to meet you yesterday and spend some time together. Welcome to Bill's home church and to a wider family who are here. But also, I'm aware that people have traveled from uh, other churches that um, Bill and Marilyn have been part of over the years, so welcome. It's lovely to see you two here as we gather. My name, if you don't know who I am, is Philip, and uh, I'm one of the ministers here at Chipping Camden Baptist Church, and it's been my joy to be Bill and Marilyn's friend and pastor for nearly 20 years. And so I count it a real privilege to be able to lead this service. And we are here because of Jesus and his love for Bill. And we are here because we loved Bill. And Bill was an easy man to love. And we miss him. But we do not grieve as those who have no hope because we know that Bill is home with his Savior and Lord. And we're going to have a great celebration, but I think he's probably having a better one. But we'll do our best. We've come to thank God for the gift of Bill. To thank God for his life, for the man that he was. A faithful follower of Jesus. A husband, a father, a brother, grandfather, friend to many. And we'll have an opportunity to share precious memories as part of our service. But it's Jesus that we turn our focus to. The disciples asked Jesus once, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Where else would we go? Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. All our songs have been chosen by Bill. They're his favorite ones. We couldn't pack them all in, all his favorite ones, but we've chosen some. The words will appear on the screen, either behind me or, or on the back wall. They're not in the note. This is just the sort of order of service, so you won't need those for singing. But I um, kind of invite you to stand if you'd like to, if you're able, um, as we bring our worship to the Lord with our first song, our hymn, Be Thou My Vision. Lord of my heart, Lord be all else too. 
we're just going to pray together and then Edward's going to come and read the scriptures to us. Father God, we come and gather together thanking you for every good and perfect gift you give us, for every blessing. And we thank you today for Bill and all that he meant to each one of us. And we thank you that he is home with you one of that great cloud of witnesses who has gone before us, whom we will meet again when you come again in glory. As you surround us with your love today, we pray especially for Marilyn, for Carl and Simon and the family, and pray that you would surround them. As they're surrounded by us today, may they be surrounded by your love. May you be their refuge and strength. Thank you, Lord, that you have conquered the grave. And so we can gather to celebrate today a life lived in you and for you. A life forevermore. Receive our worship and our praise and all that's done today, all that's said and sung. It's all for your glory, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. The words from Psalm 84 in uh, order of service. What joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk, through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger, and each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. Thanks, Edward. We're going to sing our next song together there is a redeemer and when we come to verse three there's these wonderful words when i stand in glory i will see his face and there i'll serve my king forever in that holy place bill is standing there in glory beholding the face of jesus invite you to stand again if you'd like to if you're able
going to invite Simon and Carl to come and share their tributes. Thank you. So we've tried to um, together to put together something, and uh, I'm going to start off, and Simon's going to share the second half. And we've tried to put together a bit of a potted history of Dad, um, uh, first 60 years of his life, and uh, I hope that some of the facts are correct. My family will correct me if I'm wrong. And then some fond memories we have, really, of Dad um, from when we were children. So William George Harvey, or Bill as you know him, uh, was born in Donkster uh, in December 1939. To Edith, unconfusingly, his dad, William George Harvey, also known as Bill. Uh, so to save confusion with father and son, having the, with having the same names, uh, Bill usually was known as Billy. Um, and as children, we used to tease him about this. We used to call him Silly Billy quite a bit, <laughs> which really annoyed him. Um, but at a young age, his father uh, joined, the, I think, joined the Territorial Army. I think Chris would probably know the history was better. And uh, so he went off to North Africa, so the war just started. And he didn't return then until after the war, uh, when my dad was presumably four or five years of age. Um, but dad, when his youth, he uh, attended Donkster Grammar School for boys. Um, and then he went off to study at uh, University of Manchester Institute of Technology, um, graduating with a BSc in Electrical Engineering in 1962. And I think, oh, this is before I was born, obviously, but uh, shortly after that, um, when he graduated, he married our mum, who was Anne Wilson, uh, who he knew from the Gospel Hall in Doncaster. <coughs> so as children, uh, we lived in Brentwood in Essex for till 1987, and thank you for people from Brentwood who have come today, um, because uh, we were, uh, I was very involved in the Sawyer's Hall Lane uh, Church in uh, Brentwood, uh, and lots of fam you know, friends have come today from there. Uh, and at that time, he was working in, in London uh, for the Central Electricity Generating Board. And then in 1987, we moved to Solihulls. I think, again, we started to go to Shirley Baptist Church at that point, where he was actively involved in some of the leadership. And uh, again, thank you for people coming from there. Um, and we have some funny memories. Well, that's kind of a very historical thing, but uh, we have some funny memories of some things about Dad. And you may relate to some of these things. You might sound, they think they sound familiar. Now, people have always, who've known Dad more recently will perhaps remember him as a sun worshipper and traveler to exotic destinations. But actually, deep down, he was a true Yorkshireman. Uh, during our childhood years, it was un almost unheard of for us to venture south of the Thames for holidays, even though we lived in the southeast at the time. <laughs> Instead, several times a year, we would follow the A1 north, I think this was before the M25, uh, to the fairer side of the Pennines, either visiting family in South Yorkshire, wandering the hills of the Yorkshire Dales and North Yorkshire Moors, or else bronzing ourselves on the Yorkshire's Riviera at Scarborough and Filey. And to make it worse, it was during these years that he introduced us to swimming in the North Sea without a wetsuit. <laughs> yes, very painful. Um, he was a keen walker, and when we were very young, it was not unknown for him um, to, to take himself off on his own for a walk up bigger hills in the Yorkshire Dales. When we were older, and we were you know, old enough to join him um, it wasn't a proper walk unless it lasted all day. Uh, so when we were younger, my mum would go off to see her, her, her parents in Donkster, and we would uh, go off to, to walk and stay in a B&B &B and have a cooked breakfast and then walk for six or seven hours with a chocolate bar and a small bottle of water to sustain us for the day. 
And often by the end of the day, we were exhausted and limped to the pub for our tea. And as he grew older, he still seemed to have pride in being able to walk for long periods without drinking any water. <laughs> Marilyn probably relate to that. Right, I used to always wonder when we were younger why our parents would put on glasses when they were reading, and I have now reached that age. <laughs> it was easier for me to read this from standing sure, behind so Carl. So, one of the other things with Dad is that he, was, um, he also enjoyed doing painting. So, around the house there were various oil paintings that he'd done, some of them quite large. Some of them may still be out there. Um, also a big reader. Um, he had a huge library of books, and it was often books stacked behind books, um, covering a very wide range of subject matter, so covering everything from, from classic and modern literature through politics, philosophy, theology. And certainly Carl and myself, owe a lot of our love of reading to Dad and his huge collection of books. For those who'd visited him, it's the different houses that they'd lived in. Um, we'll know him as a keen gardener as well. Um, used to take great pride in his gardens. Um, some of them were very big, but, it, but nevertheless, he would take them on single-handedly, and it seemed that no garden was too big. On the other hand... Cooking was not one of his skills, <laughs> as Marilyn, I think, had discovered quite early on. And I'm hoping that um, most of you here will have escaped from his um, culinary experiments. Um, unfortunately, Jamie Oliver and Gordon Ramsay came along a bit too late in the day to save him. Um, not a man um, particularly adept at um, household tasks. Um, in addition to cooking, um, and also despite having a, a qualification in electrical engineering and reaching pretty much the senior echelons of the Central Electricity Generating Board and PowerGen, struggled to wire a plug. <laughs> um, not, 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 a, not, um, yeah, not, not a man for DIY. Um, he was keen on sports when we were growing up he was very keen on tennis. As children, we found him an extremely competitive father when it came to sport, and it did take our mum sometimes to sort of rein him in a bit and restrain him that beating your 12-year-old children is you know, perhaps you know, not the most important thing. In terms of when we were at university, it was quite interesting. So, so when we went away... Um, and I think it's interesting because Carl and I were sharing notes on this. So the way the conversations would work, we would have about 20 minutes with our mum talking about what was going on at home, how we were doing. And then she'd go, right, it's your dad's turn now. And then the phone would be passed over and we'd get the dad talk, wouldn't we? Which was pretty much, how's your money going? How's the work going? Um, when does the course finish? Especially for me, because I was at university for six years. You, you so were there longer. Counting down to um, so, 
again, we've got people come from each stage of my dad's life here today, and it's been really good to see people who've come going back from Doncaster through Brentwood, Shirley, Chipping Camden, Paxford. Um, and there's a few families who'd got in touch with us from these different stages just to pass on their condolences, um, some of them who couldn't make it today, and who will remember him as being a faithful friend, um, a man of faith and hospitality, particularly towards strangers. So certainly for Carl and myself, when we were living at home, we always remember our house being an open house. Um, and every week, I think there were visitors. Many of you who will have been visitors at our house during that time. Um, and it was not really Sunday unless there was somebody else sitting around um, the family dining table. And that might include friends and neighbours. It might include people who were new at church. From going back to the Brentwood days when we were in a church without a minister, it was very often the visiting preacher um, who would be sitting um, around the table with us. They also had lodgers who ended up becoming friends as well. So, um, again, very much a, a man of hospitality. And certainly when we were growing up, we remember him as well as a man of prayer and strong Christian faith, as perhaps people here will remember him as well. Um, and as a Christian, not a narrow believer, he was a man who was friends with people from a range of different Christian backgrounds and traditions. And Carl and I are very grateful to my dad, to our parents, um, for their love and constancy, and for imparting in us um, the joy of a personal relationship with God, and for a love of the Bible. And we hope that as parents that we can offer the same faithful and constant love to our own children that we experienced when we were growing up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carl and Simon. We're going to sing our next couple of songs together. Jesus, we enthrone you and turn your eyes upon Jesus. Again, invite you to stand if you'd like to as we sing together. Oh, no. 
Please do be seated. Wow, what a lot of people. (laughs) Thank you all for coming. It's really, really nice of you. I know there are lots of people who've travelled from from far and wide and it it really is lovely to see you all, all here today and just thank you all for for coming. Um, Bill and I first met in 1994 when I became a follower of Jesus through friends at Shirley Baptist Church and there's a number of people here from Shirley today. Um, Bill and his first wife, Anne, were home group members and prayed with the group as the Lord led me on my journey towards him. A while after Anne died, Bill invited me to visit a National Trust property with him This became a fairly regular occurrence, as it's something that we both really enjoyed. I well remember stopping off for coffee at his house 
and having the worst cup of coffee that I've ever <laughs> had. And, and also soft biscuits. <laughs> As Carl and, and um, um, Simon have already said, many of you will know that Bill was a complete disaster anywhere near the kitchen. <laughs> Anyway, eventually we were married at Shirley Baptist Church in September 2002 and we spent the weekend in Chipping Camden here and actually came to the Sunday evening um, service um, prior to going on our honeymoon, which was to South Africa. Uh, it was then that we decided to, um, to move to this area. Um, so in 2004 we moved to Paxford and there's, I know there's some Paxford people here as well, so that's lovely of you to come. And we chose... Camden Baptist Church as our spiritual home. Um, Bill had been a Christian since he was 18. Uh, we shared a deep, well, we share, shared a deep love of Jesus and a commitment to our local church and community, together with a conviction to share the love of Jesus with friends and neighbours. Bill was active at men's breakfast, Monday, monthly care cafes, weekly connect cafe, Alpha Children's Club, virtually everything that was going on, really. Um, brought up in the Brethren, Bill used his knowledge of the Word of God to preach at Stowe Baptist Church and other local churches. Always an active member of home group, he eventually led Chipping Camden home group for a while. His knowledge and quiet manner seemed to be much appreciated, and this continued until late last year uh, in Mickleton home group. And as confused as he was, he would still burst out into unexpected prayer, both at home group and occasionally in our... <coughs> Sorry. And occasionally in our evening services, which he loved, Bill was very much a twice-on-Sunday person. <laughs> Bill was kind, quietly spoken, gentleman with a keen interest in people and a wonderful husband and companion. He liked nothing more than a good conversation and a bit of fun over a meal and a glass of wine, as you probably all noticed from the photographs. He often had a glass of wine. He loved Cornwall, the sea, sunshine and warmth. So it was poignant that in his, fi final, il his final illness actually be began in Tenerife, where we had enjoyed many uh, holidays. Above all, he loved Jesus. I'm sad but glad that dementia can no longer rob him of anything else. I'm reassured the sure and certain knowledge that he now has eternal life and is made whole again. Amen. Thank you. Well done, Marilyn. We're going to sing again a song about the faithfulness of God. And after this song, there's an opportunity for anyone who is here who would like to share a few words about Bill. I know that there's some that I'm already aware of that you're coming to share, uh, but there will be an opportunity if you've got um, just something brief to share. Um, we'd love to just make that available. So let's stand as we sing this song.
please do be seated. I'm going to invite Mick, a good friend to Bill Mick, who's going to share a few words. My morning reading today um, was so apt uh, to Bill. From Proverbs, it walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. And Bill was that wise man. He was the preacher, the teacher, the mentor, and friend. Special friend to me. Uh, we had van rides around the locality. Uh, special walks, looking at all of God's beauty. Wherever we went, we saw more and more of his beauty around us. But that extra special bond with Bill was through a, uh, a prayer quartet uh, that met every Monday afternoon down there for an hour. We saw so many answers to prayer through that. And Bill was an amazing prayer and an amazing support to the, three of us, the other three of us as well. Um, I will always treasure the times that I've had with Bill over very many years. Um, but the last week of his life, every day I read him um, this from 1 Corinthians 13, and it meant so much um, to the two of us. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I have nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what is in part disappeared. When I was a child, I taught like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. But now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Thank you for, to Bill for your friendship. I'm going to invite Jan now to come and share. Yeah, hello everybody. It's just lovely 
to see all your lovely faces out there. So I'm just going to share some stories of Bill and Cornwall. Bill, Mary and I, we, we share a great love for Cornwall. And over the last couple of years, I've coordinated that I've gone down there the same time as them so that we could spend time together down there. Um, I used to go and pick them up in the, in the morning and we go and have a different adventure every day, always, always starting with coffee. And as you may have seen in some of the photos, Bill loved wearing shorts. There was a photo of him in Borton on the Water um, in, a, in a puffer jacket and with shorts on. <laughs> and, and that was Bill. He loved his shorts. He, he would wear shorts from March to October. And there's one day I remember we decided that we'd go for a day trip to St. Ives. So we drove to a station, um, St. Earth, which is about 10 minutes away. You get the train there down to St. Ives. And when we, when we started off from St. Austell, it was a lovely day. And when we got to the station, uh, we parked up the car and it was getting dark and the clouds were coming over. Bill had his shorts on. And we were sitting on the station platform, and he was literally shaking. He was so cold. Now, my friends who know me well, they laugh at me because in the boot of my car, I have coats and jackets for every occasion, ranging from a cool summer's evening through to a winter blizzard. But they didn't laugh then. I went back to my car. Marilyn had one of my coats, and Bill had a, a hoodie on, and, and then he had a, a waterproof jacket on top of that. So it saved the day, and we were, we were able to spend the day in St. Ives without getting soaked, because it was raining. So, yeah, Bill loved his shorts. And every time I picked them up, we would play this game, and this game was called Seatbelt Bingo. Bill would get in the back, Marilyn would get in the front, and Bill would try to do his seatbelt up. Now, sometimes he'd be sitting on it, he couldn't find it, he'd try, and my car was going, you know, beep, 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 and then it was going, beep, 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 and then eventually, after some time usually, Bill would find the right slot, and we'd show bingo. <laughs> so, this was how the game of bingo, seatbelt bingo, was birthed. And it featured in all our travels and caused much laughter. And we're going to miss playing seatbelt bingo with Bill. And there is so much, as many of you I'm sure will know, so much to love about Cornwall. The beautiful countryside, the, the rugged coastline, the deserted little bays, the ever-changing crystal clear sea, the quaint fishing villages, and the list goes on. But what Bill loved most about Cornwall was fish and chips and ice cream, followed closely by vegetable spring rolls in our favourite Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Whatever restaurant we went to, Bill would have fish and chips if it was on the menu, and he would always have ice cream. He just loved his ice cream. We couldn't pass an ice cream hut or an ice cream vendor without him saying, are oh, we going to have an ice cream? And sometimes Marilyn would say, look, we're going to eat in two hours. And I'd say, oh, Marilyn, let him have an ice cream. <laughs> and he always won. He always got his ice cream. And Marilyn's told me that when Bill was so poorly in, in Tenerife, maybe a few days before he was flown home, she was feeding him with some ice cream um, that the hotel had given her. And he, she was feeding him with a teaspoon. And, and he was going, 
It's just that he, lo he loved his ice cream till the end. And he, as we all know, Bill was a gentleman and he was loved by many. One of our favourite places in, in Cornwall for coffee and, and meals was a restaurant called The Boathouse. And Bill and Marilyn have been going there since it opened about 15 or 16 years ago. They got to know the staff very, very well. And they're more like friends now than waiting staff. And of course, the waitresses loved Bill. Two of the lovely waitresses there now are called Grace and Lily. We know them so well. And one day last autumn, um, Marilyn and Bill had been there and they, they were leaving. They'd paid the bill they were leaving. Marilyn um, hugged them. We always hug goodbye. They're so lovely. Marilyn had had her hugs and started walking away. She turned around and Bill had gone on the floor. Grace and Lily had hugged him let him go and he'd just gone straight backwards so Marilyn turned around to find him lying flat out on the floor Lily and Grace were, were horrified that their, their hugs had literally floored Bill <laughs> he was fine and he didn't hurt himself but we tease the girls about it so much now <laughs> whenever we see them so yeah we shared some lovely happy times together and lots of laughs lots of laughs and the southwest um has a, a christian festival called creation fest that, that we go to and it's just great great worship and great teaching and bill and marilyn as well as having a church family here they have a church family in cornwall too who will miss bill greatly and we've got lovely sue and nigel here from st Austell baptist church um, who've travelled up from Cornwall to, to be here to share in this celebration of Bill's life. And as Alzheimer's gradually, cruelly stole Bill's memories, personality, reasoning, one thing it never stole was the knowledge of who he was in Christ. And we were in the Solid Ground Gospel Choir. Anna's here, lovely Anna's here, who was our leader for many years. And Bill loved singing, and he would, he would be able to sing and remember, remember the words from memory. And Bill still knew that he was precious and a loved child of God. He knew that he had eternity ahead of him, worshipping in Jesus' presence where we know that he is now. And not long before Bill and Marilyn went off to Tenerife in early December, um, as Marilyn's already said, he, he would suddenly pray out loud in home group or in a church service, and it just melted every heart to hear his words of praise to, to God, his Heavenly Father. And so now, as we learn, mourn the loss of dear Bill and celebrate the life of this wonderful man of God, it's a bittersweet thing. We miss him, but we know that he is now restored. No more Alzheimer's, and he's face to face with Jesus. And we secretly hope that there's lots of ice cream in heaven. <laughs> and he's, he's worshipping with the saints who have gone before. And we know that we will see Bill again one day in glory. And so Marilyn... We love you, your church family here loves you, and I know that your church family in Cornwall love you, and we're here to stand by you and support you through the days, the weeks, and the months ahead. Amen.
sorry, it's not me. I've, I've just got something to speak for Emma. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was going to remind you, when sorry. you, just when you got back to your seat. You know. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, um, yes, yeah, lovely Emma's here with Phil and Ella and, and Jess and Phil's, Phil's parents. And I know that um, Emma was particularly close to Bill and Marilyn. And so Emma's just written a, a few words from, from her heart. She says, Bill was a very dear friend, so caring and kind. With his soft voice and gentle nature, he would always ask, how are you? How are the girls? How's Phil? He showed a genuine interest and concern in our lives. Though confused, Bill still continued to ask those caring questions, and this meant so much to us. We have so many special memories which we will treasure, fun times in Cornwall, sharing laughter over a glass of Prosecco, or two, probably. <laughs> and, of course, the burnt sausage get-togethers, which Bill loved and became an annual event. I don't know what that refers to. You'll have to ask Emma about the burnt sausages. We will hold these memories in our hearts. That's with love from Emma, Phil, Jess and Ella. I know Richard and Melissa are going to share just briefly as well. Yeah, we both had visions of Bill, which we'd like to share with you now. Um, it was the Monday evening before Bill went to be with Jesus in heaven. Um, in mine, Bill was um, standing just beyond the edge of a dark forest that he just walked through. Um, and he was standing with a, a wooden, uh, like a walking stick, not to support him, but like someone going on a journey. Um, and um, ahead of him, there was a, a light-coloured winding path um, that stretched into the distance, and the entire sky was golden. And he was about to set off down the path, and I got the sense that he was happy and confident about where the path was leading, and he had no worries about where it was going, he knew where he was going. Um, yeah, it was a lovely, comforting sort of vision. Yeah, my, my vision of Bill um, was, was in, on the hillside, um, quite high up, and he was on a rock standing, it was, uh, yeah, very right in the distance, and he was standing on that rock, looking towards me, and he had a smiling face, and he was, it was younger Bill with his more hair on. <laughs> and he waved to me just like that. And, yeah, it was just as if he was saying goodbye and he was off to be with his Lord in heaven. So, yeah, it was a lovely image. <laughs> and Thank you so much. Yeah, just feel blessed, blessed to have known Bill, um, special and kind and caring man was. <laughs> Is there anyone else who wants to just share briefly? Yes, please, come. Good afternoon, everybody. I remember Carl and Simon. We were there in that group. So my husband and I moved up to um, Solihull and joined Shirley Baptist, and we met Bill in 1991. I don't know if he's deacon, church secretary, preacher, whatever. He did all of them, and uh, he and Anne welcomed us. We were there in your home with you, probably. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Bill was just amazing, so welcoming, 
And uh, then it was wonderful in the 90s. I got to know Marilyn. We prayed together regularly in Henley. Heard about little trips, saw more and more photos of Bill. I thought, oh, this is nice. Their friendships. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it was a pleasure, a privilege to be at your wedding. And, um, and more recently, I just want to bring a tribute from the electricity industry. Some of you knew, know I worked for National Grid for many years. And it was Bill I wanted to tell when I went to National Grid. I got really excited, and uh, I think he got it, probably. <laughs> um, but I've also worked recently with colleagues. They send their commiserations, condolences to you. And Bill was well-respected in the CGB and in PowerGen. And there are engineers in this late nation <laughs> that remember him, and, uh, you know, thank you for keeping the lights on. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, I remember Bill as the preacher, that wise man, and a, a great friend, and uh, thank you, yeah. yeah and your yeah, home's welcome. We'll try and do a better coffee than Bill. <laughs> thank you. Afternoon, everybody. We're Sue and Nigel from St. Hostel Baptist Church in Cornwall, and, we've been, and we bring greetings from there. And it's really great to be able to join here with you all to celebrate the life of Bill and to bring a few memories of him. Because I heard that Bill and Marilyn actually started coming down to St. Hostel in 2004, which means that when I came down there in 2006, they were already regular members on an occasional basis at St. Hostel Baptist Church. So it was just natural to see you regularly during that time whenever you were down in Cornwall. And Bill struck me as one of those quite unassuming people, but who was really interested in who you were. And that came across very clearly. And there were a number of things that I think back and uh, I see and having heard th this afternoon as well. Bill and I were very similar in at least one area. He and I wore shorts for roughly the same time of, of the year. March, April to October, yep, shorts come out and they stay out. Doesn't matter what the weather, it's shorts time. And I also found out one really interesting thing this afternoon. Thank you to Simon and to Marilyn. I now know why whenever we met up, it was either at the boathouse or a coffee shop and we were never invited round. So, but, but it, it, it has been great getting to know you and knowing Bill and great to be able to be a part of this celebration. And I know Sue has something she wants to say as well. Um. <laughs> that always happens. Um, if I get a bit emotional, it's because we loved Bill so much and we would greatly miss him. Um, um, but Bill has been in our church what, what seems like forever, and he's been somebody that um, you could see sitting, because I was always late for church, so Bill and Marilyn were there before me, and to see their faces, um, it, it just brought joy to my, to my soul, and uh, Bill's smile um, was one of the most genuine smiles I've ever known on anybody was a truthfulness about his smile, um, a godliness, an incredible godliness about his smile. He was somebody that you could trust, somebody that you could open up to, somebody you could cry with, somebody that he would just 
greet you with with love. And and I was thinking as I was sitting down, it's uh, B is for believer, I is for inspirational, L is for loving, and the other L is for life giving. He gave us all life. He gave us all joy. And to know him was, I'm sorry, to know him was a privilege beyond anything. And we still hope that you will be far more approaching. Um, I did have notes written, but I think everybody said everything. We loved him and we miss him. I'm going to ask Anna and Kieran uh, to come. As we've heard, Bill loved singing and worshipping, and he was part of the Solid Ground Gospel Choir that Anna led and Kieran has led, and uh, they're going to sing their own tribute uh, for Bill with the song that they, I think they always closed with. Do you want this actually off the stand, or do you want it Just as it is? Yeah, this, um, where is she? Susie brought this song to us. Uh, we used, it became our new favourite song. Um, it was written by a woman called uh, Darlene Czech, who's Australian, and uh, I, think, I think God's especially fond of her. And um, the songs that she writes have a kind of a fantastic sprinkling of um, anointing on them. Bill was one of our tenors, and uh, when I say that, uh, one of our kind of, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? One of the things that we used to live by was that we made a joyful noise to the Lord. (laughs) Because he might have remembered the words, but the tuning wasn't always there. Shall we say that? (laughs) But he loved it. And the thing about choir, the thing about choir is not so much that we, uh, we were there to be utterly professional or for it to be perfect. It's more about community and sharing. Cake and cake, yes. That was one of the reasons we managed to get Kieran to come and join us. Yes, it's cake. Um, So uh, Bill was diagnosed with dementia about the same time as my mum. So um, we share. Um, And um, that's one of the reasons why when we did our concerts that... Uh, we used to give out a lot of donations to to dementia charities. Uh, And um, I'm really honoured that Marilyn's asked me to sing, and I'm very grateful that Kieran's here to play. So this is one of Bill's favourite songs, and it's Susie's fault because she brought it to us.
Thank you to Anna and to Kieran. Thank you so much. It's kind of my, my task now to wrap things up a little bit. I came across, across this quote um, 
a while ago, and it's always stayed with me, and I use it on Alpha courses and things like that. It's from Thomas More. And he says this, there is no earthly sorrow that heaven cannot heal. And it's based from the scriptures, from Isaiah, particularly verse, uh, chapter 35, verses 8 to 10, and I'll just read it. We, we don't need the words. Have we got the words? You ready? Okay. I've missed out the lion bit, but don't worry about that. And a highway will be there, and it will be called the way of holiness, and it will be for those who walk on that way. But only the redeemed will walk there. And then from verse 10, and those the Lord has rescued will return, and they will enter Zion with singing, the everlasting joy will crown their heads, and gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. And then from John 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, said Jesus. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you may also be where I am. And then from Revelation 21, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God, and he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, nor mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. It's my privilege to speak on Bill's request because he did leave some clear instructions about this service. It was to be a celebration, I think, check, okay? There was to be no mourning, but we know that tears are allowed, okay? And laughter, and we've had that. He wanted some colorful clothes, Okay, but nothing garish. You had to be quite subtle with Bill. So if you, if you look down, just this is my little tribute, and uh, Edward's got his on as well. He put a little yellow and things like that, socks, but there we go. So thank you if you've made that effort. We will be looking at socks later on. And uh, Bill um, always looked sort of neatly turned out, whether it was in his puffer jacket and shorts but I, I particularly admired his shirts, and um, we would have a mutual thing about who could get sort of nice shirts. And he would notice the details. Hence, this is my tribute again to Bill. He would notice that this inside collar has a paisley pattern. <laughs> We've heard some wonderful, wonderful tributes and brought to mind some wonderful, wonderful memories of Bill. 
He had wonderful qualities, except for making coffee and cooking. So I, I'm glad that I was spared that myself. But I've had the joy and privilege to be Bill and Marilyn's pastor for nearly 20 years. And above everything of Bill's qualities is he loved Jesus with all his heart. And that's the one thing that was never robbed, even articulating it, which was amazing. And he loved the scriptures. I think that's his brethren background. Everyone I know who has that brethren background loves the scriptures. And he loved to hear them preached. And he was a local preacher too. I think one of the things that we've all noticed and recognized in Bill was that he was a gentle and humble man. And if you're looking for qualities, that's actually what Jesus described his own heart as. Gentle and humble in heart. Bill always looked well. I tried not to stand too close to Bill. Just always made me look really pasty and a little bit pale. It takes me so long to get a suntan. But Bill is, uh, well, to arrive in heaven with that kind of tan is just wonderful. Whether it was time in Tenerife, whether it was time in Cornwall, or the occasional heat wave in Paxford and Newbold, he did love the sunshine. We shared that in common. As I've said, he was always well turned out. Even in his beachwear too, the cool shirts and cool shorts. Not only did he love Jesus, he knew Jesus. And the request of the minister, I noticed that when he wrote that, he didn't have faith that I'd still be here. (laughs) But I still am. The minister is to give a gospel message. So, the gospel means good news. This is good news. You and I, we are all completely known and unconditionally loved. We are all completely known and unconditionally loved by God. That's good news for every one of us here. For God so loved you and me that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him won't perish but have eternal life. And eternal life, says Paul, is better by far. Good news. Jesus has the answer to sin and death. None of us are perfect. Not even Bill was perfect. 
But what sin tries to ruin and what the devil tries to destroy, Jesus rescues. That's why he came. To die for you and to die for me. That the power of sin would be broken over us. The curse of sin would be broken over us. And one day soon, even the very presence of sin will be gone from us. Good news. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives believing in me will never die. I am always continually astonished by the words of Jesus. Where else would we go for hope after death? But the one who broke the power of death himself, died on a cross for our sins. Death couldn't hold him, couldn't keep it. He rose from the dead to assure us that we will be raised to eternal life with him. Good news. Jesus has the answer to troubled hearts. He says, trust. Trust in me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I am going to prepare a place for you. So that you may be where I am. If we want to know where Bill is now, he is where Jesus is. And we call it heaven. It's in that realm that we cannot see. Where Jesus is right now. And he says to each one of us that as we trust in him, receive his love, receive his grace, we will be with him when we die. But it gets even better than that. Because if you imagine we're just going to spend eternity floating on clouds and playing harps, I mean, if that's your thing, that's great. But Jesus says he is going to come again. And he'll come with the whole of heaven. And he'll come back to this earth. And he's going to make a new earth. And heaven and earth will be joined together in what is heaven. A new creation. And in that new creation, there will be no more sin. There'll be no more suffering. There'll be no more death. No more crying. No more pain. No disabilities. There'll be no trafficking of people. There'll be no abuse. Because Jesus is going to make it all new. And it is going to be perfect. And even more than that, you and I will be perfect. And Bill knew that. And he lived for it. And he would be asking the minister to make it very clear today that that is for you. Whether we've been following Jesus a long time or whether we've never considered Jesus, he would be saying, you need to know this. It's the most important thing in this world. The best is yet to come. 
There's a wonderful verse tucked away in Psalm 116, verse 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints, his faithful followers. Been praying that over just you, Marilyn, but just that, that spill, precious to the Lord. And he is with the great cloud of witnesses now. See, the Bible in its entirety is summed up at the end by saying this, Jesus wins. Jesus wins. The devil doesn't win. His days are numbered. He will be over. Gone. Death doesn't win. Where, O death, is your sting? Where, O death, is your victory? Dementia doesn't win. And earth has no sorrow that heaven cannot heal. We will be reclothed in our new bodies. I don't know if we're going to have more hair or less hair, but that was an amazing vision. Maybe darker hair, that I'd settle for that. In my youth. New bodies, new minds. And the reason for our hope in Jesus is not just some religious wishful thinking. Jesus doesn't want you to be religious. He wants you to know him. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to believe in him. He wants you to be in eternity with him. That's why he came. And for some, death is a mystery. Where do we go? What happens? Well, we are assured by Jesus. He has the answer. Good news. Yes, we grieve and there will be days of tears and sorrow, but we don't grieve as those who have no hope. Our future is secure. The second coming of Jesus is the most important thing you and I need to know and believe about the future. It changes everything. It infuses every moment of the present with hope. And we don't know when he's coming, but every day I know I'm nearer to seeing him. And we can live every day expectantly. Jesus died for you. Because he loves you. You are completely known. And completely loved. We have this endless hope. Because of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hope that was all right, Bill. We're going to bring our service uh, to a close and uh, we're going to sing again. It's a wonderful song. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Let's stand and sing.
together as we close. Lord, so strange to us this doorway labeled death. Still closed to protect us from the brilliance of eternal life. That final obstacle to the fullness of your presence. We thank you that Bill has gone before us into that wonderful presence, into your love and care, and we shall meet again. We pray for your love and grace to surround Marilyn, Carl and Simon, Louise and Vicky and the family, and all who grieve and mourn, but we pray that your spirit will fill them with joy as well. That they may know that our future is secure. And may you now, almighty God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, bless us and those whom we love now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for coming. Um, can I remind those of you who are sat over in the special seats that they will have to be moved now just to make some room. And then in a few moments' time, we'll have refreshments served. Please do stay for that and uh, chat. Stop.